I'm Max, and you're listening to Zito Slapitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you wrestlers and or musicians? Hmm. I'm Alan. I'm Molly. And I'm Max. And this is the cleanest intro we've ever done. And it's also Zeta Slapitas. It's the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. No, don't be surprised. We're professionals around here. Okay. Yeah, you're right. We're yeah. professionals. Us? Yeah. Molly, uh, uh, Molly us? and I, we keep it clean. Yeah. 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 For sure. Mm-hmm. This worries me beyond belief for what's going to happen later. That no, Alan, is so Alan, normal. Molly and I are professionals. Oh, yeah. Great. I understand sometimes you stumble over the intro, but Molly and I keep it cool. <laughs> wow. Wow. This week, folks, <laughs> we watched Going to the Mat. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it rolling here. We, we, you got two professionals. You know, t- time's money. What, what's going on here? I need you to keep this thing. You know what? We're, I'll keep it moving. I'll keep it. <laughs> the description for this film is as follows: Jace Newfield has a problem. Besides being blind and being the new kid at school, his problem is that the kids at his new school think he's a jerk. Jace has to find a way to be accepted into his new school. Joining the wrestling team just might work. What? what? That's too much. That's, why is the summary so long? That's, that's too much. And they said the same words like four times. They said new kid like multiple times. Besides being blind. Besides being blind is what Yeah, like let's me. just sidestep that huge point. A, a, a central point of the plot. Oh, oh God. God. This movie was released March 19th of the year 2004. And I got to know, did either of you watch this movie as a kid? I did not. I didn't know this existed until a week ago. Yeah, same. Same. Although, I do have to say, welcome back, Andy Lawrence. Welcome yeah. back. We love the Lawrence brothers around sure here. Do. By the way, he got jacked. Yes, yeah. he did. Where, where did yeah. that come from? I have a, things to say. Uh, yeah, do you? <laughs> that kid came out of nowhere. I, I, my last memory of him, as I think the three of us share, is when he was on Jumping Ship. Sure. Yeah. And, and I'm like, that kid. Is one a kid? Yeah. Two. He's I think a he, kid. I'm he still a kid, but like, like he maintained baby face, but like he's very clearly growing up. Can you mm-hmm. look up how old he was at time of filming? Oh, this also works. Me. It's not weird. <laughs> Andy Lawrence, age two thousand four, about sixteen years old. He was born uh, January twelfth of nineteen eighty eight. So, maybe temper your thoughts. No, they're not weird. <laughs> You're making it weird. You guys making it weird we're professionals will you stop making it weird (laughs) okay sure uh the top song of the time was yeah by usher featuring Ludacris and lil john yeah peace up a town down watch out my outfits ridiculous in the club looking so conspicuous we ride these women are on the prowl if you hold the head steady i'ma melt the cow don't forget about the chain. <laughs> Won't stop till I get them in their birthday suit. Be off that clothes and bend over to the front. And touch your toes. toes. I left the jag and I took the rolls. Won't stop till I put them on quick control. How you like me now? Then my pinky's tied over 300,000. Ludacris, you're the one to please. Ludacris, fill cups like double D's. Me and Ursh want more when we leave him dead. You want a lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. As someone who grew up in Atlanta, you are legally required to learn that song. Mm. Yeah. Legally. Now, <laughs> just like how Max had to learn um, the ballad of Davy Crockett. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, in Alabama, it's Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, Check okay. it out. 
Now, let's just take a real fucking hard left turn, because the top-grossing film of the time brought back so much religious trauma for me, because it is The Passion of the Christ. Oh, sure. <laughs> Never seen it. Yeah. Oh. Well. Well. I can tell you how it ends. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Read about it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, much like how you've never seen Titanic, uh-huh. Max, because yeah. you, you know the story. I do. Same thing. Got it. You're locked in. I don't need to see Mel Gibson's version of the story. I understand. Let me tell you. Yeah. It, like The movie... Better than the book. Let me just. Rare. <laughs> <laughs> We're so rare that happens. A rare instance. So rare that happens. Yeah, I'm normally more of, of a book girly, but you know. Not on this. Just watch the movie. Wow. <laughs> Get the highlights and you're, and right. you're good. All right. Uh, uh, so in news headlines of the time, interesting little bit of news right about now in March, about 43% of Walt Disney stakeholders, including several prominent pension funds, voted to oppose the reelection of chairman and CEO Michael Eisner. Oh, wow. we're, get, we're getting Spicy. into the Iger era. We certainly are. Uh, and that, it feels like today. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Everything old is new again. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, at the beginning of March of 2004, another news, television personality Martha Stewart <gasps> this is when she was, was jail? found guilty of conspiracy, obstruction of justice, and two counts of making false statements to a federal, federal investigator. Yeah, but she has rebounded. She has her her budding friendship with Snoop Dogg. Oh, it's with the D O Double G. I'm a big fan of that friendship. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty delightful. Also, she still makes millions and millions of dollars from her cookbooks and cookware and mm-hmm. everything else mm-hmm. she does. She's really not hurting at all. I no, think she. she it, it I think she went to a fancy jail. Probably. I I remember reading or about it or seeing like photos of it at some point just because they were like, here's where Mar- here's what Martha was like Stewart's nice. up to while incarcerated. It was like nice. It was like a, it's like giving cooking classes. I think I'm there. not kidding. I think things like that happened. Mm. Is it like a boutique jail? Is yeah. that what we're wow. Well, if anybody would go to a boutique jail. I imagine it like in Parks and Recreation when Leslie goes to jail in, in Eagleton. Eagleton. I imagine the jail to be like that. Yeah. Oh, that's probably true. Okay, well, with that, let's get into going to the mat. The movie starts off with perhaps, in my opinion, the strongest introduction to a decom we've had yet. I hard agree. Uh, it was an incredible showing of music, the talents of this group of teenagers. I, I'm going to assume they're probably around 16 or so. They all look to be in high school. Um, and you've got Andy Lawrence as Jace absolutely tearing it up on the drums. Can I just say, I didn't know that he was blind. I didn't read anything about it. I mm. just started watching it. And he had sunglasses on while playing the drums. And I didn't know if he was blind or if it was like in that thing you do when Tom Hanks has the drummer wear glasses because it's like the cool guy drummer thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's either cool guy drummer or can't see. Turns out, I mean, both. He's both, I think. But yeah. And I, aside from the fact that it was just such a cool introduction to a decom, they give you really early like, oh, this kid's talented. Yeah, I, I would actually extend this intro. I, I 100% agree with you. I love the intro to this movie. And I would extend it one step further to the scene in Central Park where they're playing mm, I like that part too. baseball. Yes. And they are using the ball that beeps uh, with the um, the audio signal of where it is. And what I love about it, to your point, Alan, is they're immediately showing this kid is capable. And they don't need to tell you he's capable. They show you he's capable. And they also are helping the audience answer questions for themselves. Yes. Like, 
we're going to show you that this kid can play baseball, even though he's blind. And we're not going to tell you how it works. You can just figure it out. Like there's a ball, it beeps. We show you that he's listening to it. He hits it. He gets a great hit. Uh, and he's able to pitch very successfully. He says, give me a target. And the kid slaps the, mm -hmm. the glove. You immediately can figure out. I imagine even a kid can figure out like, that's how it all works. And he's incredibly capable. And to plus one that they show you what his friendships are like. Yes, yes. that I think was super, super impactful. They show you he's in New York City. They show you him and his friends and his friends treat him like a normal teenager. 100%. His friends... I don't even think anyone mentions the fact that he's blind nope. in this opening scene. His friends are joshing him. He's throwing it back. They get drinks together. Like, it is just teens hanging out and you're immediately shown that this is the relationships these are what his friendships look like and this is what he's used to yeah in terms of a decom and i'm going to say this and I, this is probably going to give away how i feel about this movie but outside of films like the color of friendship that obviously is based on a true story but this decom to my knowledge not based on anything it's just a good story is a master class in show don't tell yeah throughout the entirety of this movie beautifully done i didn't have any time where i was like well i didn't need like you just just show me you don't need to like articulate that can andy lawrence actually play the drums i meant to google it um i've been watching their the, the lawrence bros tiktoks and instagram reels pretty heavily and whenever it's on his account there are a lot of instruments in the background i think he can really play the drums well he was playing the you guitar should, should that was it. him playing oh, the yeah. guitar yeah there weren't there weren't any creative cuts no for it was, sure. there were no cutaways i'll give it a google oh in 2016, Lawrence released his debut EP, King's March, that same year. Lawrence started a band with his brothers, Joey and Matt, named Still Three. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. I mean, incredibly talented. I just, yeah. Um, we don't need to continue to wax poetic on this moment, but I just loved the setup of this. I loved every bit of the intro from the opening scene on the jazz sequence to the New York scenes before the move. Everything prior to the move excellent in establishing character relationships skill uh and making him not about being blind uh-huh and one step further just a sort of plus one conflict they gave you the conflict offer it. he's like i'm moving to utah yeah that's and, and it was there was not this big scene that plays out you didn't have anything like you didn't have a parent argument you didn't have anything like that all you have is jace says yeah my dad got a phone call and now we're moving i guess that's just how it is and then you're in utah yeah. And I got to say, New York City to Utah would suck. Big change. Big change. Big change, yeah. Uh, I also, and we can talk about this more as it goes on, but I want to say right off the bat, I was impressed with his acting. Oh, yeah. Oh, for I thought sure. his acting was very, it was kind of the same like level of impressed I felt watching the first few minutes of True Confessions with... Uh, Shia LaBeouf because mm -hmm. like normally we've only seen Andy Lawrence and like this kid brother kind of like he's not been a bad actor but he hasn't like dazzled well, me he's not yet. been put in a position to be the lead and, right so. and, and I thought just everything from the way he like held his face and his gaze and like he wasn't dramatically stumbling around mm -hmm. or anything like over the top. He just kind of like, I don't know. I thought throughout the entire movie, his acting was very good. Yeah. His physical acting was certainly good. I will call back to say, we did call out his acting ability in the other me specifically in how he personified oh, that's true. both versions of himself and that you could tell them apart in mannerisms. So I think we've seen signs of him being a good physical actor in mannerism, body movement, uh, body language before. And I, I agree. It's paying off here too. 
So when we get to Salt Lake City, because that's where he's moving, I just also want to call it no single parent counter. Also, what a great portrayal of parents and the parental unit throughout this. Yeah, pretty on it. I mean, like not a big part of the story. No, I no, would no, say. no. Um, but I agree. Another, I, I took note of like, We've had a few like good parents recently. What's what's happening here? Right. Like, yeah. why, why are we having a bunch of good parents all of a sudden? <laughs> it's like, oh, we can have conflict that's not about mom and dad just don't understand. Wow, yeah. crazy. Uh, and Jace is in this new environment. He's jo- joking around with his dad about when he sees the house for the first sees the house when the dad is introducing the house for the first time, and he's put he puts himself Jace puts himself in a situation that feels comfortable to him. Where he is shooting, uh, he's, he's at a basketball court shooting baskets, and he has that sound device on the on the rim, on the backboard, and it's sort of beeping to give him an idea of where to shoot. And this is what I thought was so beautiful, is because while that is normal to him and his old friend group, when we get introduced to the next character, who is Hector Zeroni, uh, not really, his name is Fly, but he play, he's the same actor who plays Hector Zeroni in Holes, when he comes up, he's like, you see how everything is so foreign mm-hmm. to this new character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how he, and how he has to process is Jace blind? Why is this note going off? Is he actually blind? And Jace is fairly good spirited throughout it all, just saying making a callback to a great superior daredevil, like, no, I'm daredevil. I have superpowers. Yeah. And to the point where like <laughs> you can tell that Fly is like, oh my God, like he's really? Just because of to I think this new person who doesn't know Jace, he doesn't know or have a concept of how a blind person would interact in the world, whereas to Jace, this is all normal. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really well done. And that, I think, frames the next couple of scenes we get when Jace goes to school, where he is now other. But I also think, and I'm curious as to both of your thoughts, I also think that he, being Jace, is playing into that role and leaning into it by just sort of calling that out fairly frequently. But like, yeah, I'm the blind kid. And like sort of playing that up in a way that it feels like it's, it felt overcompensating in my head. It's definitely a defense mechanism. It's like, I'm going to make the joke before you can make the joke. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he bumps into some people and he immediately like starts ripping them. And he, he starts making all the jokes so that, you know what? I've heard that before. Like, you don't need to make fun of me kind of just, I, it's just a defense mechanism. Yeah, he does. And, and this is important to establish because it's going to come back. He also comes in with an air of I'm from New York city. This place sucks. Yep. I'm th- there is this element of I'm better than this place. Mm-hmm. And we see that both portrayed in the way he talks about the city, the way he talks about the town, but he talks about, um, farm boy or, or you know farmer john hickville uh you taking care of your cows he immediately starts in in his defense mechanism mm-hmm. to molly's point some of the ways he's retorting is that this is the country you're just farmers you know he's the big city kid and then we see it personified when he gets to music class we don't have to jump to that but we see him show off and like display all these talents which he clearly has but he's making a show of Mm -hmm. this whole thing and he definitely as it's called out has a chip on his shoulder it's there because i do want to dive into that music class we're introduced to two characters that are going to come back and be major players one is john who is the jock and you think will be the main antagonist Mm. of the film 
He <clears> is <throat> for a while. He's certainly set up that way. But I also would like to call out that what this movie did really well is that if you like watching that scene, because their introduction listener is Jace runs into John and John is like, hey, what are you doing? Kind of in a way of, of what would happen he if goes, anybody ran into he you. He goes, what are you blind? Mm-hmm. And and that like he didn't know. John didn't know. And Jace really kind of goes in on yeah. John before anything else ever could occur. Right. Like Jace, I, I view as the instigator there, even though uh, it was unintentional for John. Yeah. A lot of J names. And you also get introduced to Mary Beth. My favorite character. Who is, uh, yeah, top character of this of this movie, who I thought was, it was really cool because she served as a really neat counterpoint and continues to do so to Jace, where he can dish it and so does she right back to him. That's why I like her, because he points out later, nobody knows how to act around me, sorry to jump ahead, but uh, he points out people yell at me, I'm blind, not deaf. She, I would imagine if you, she's been assigned to be his walker and his reader, kind of help him around the school. Um, and you could imagine that some people that might have this task might baby you or mm-hmm. or coddle you a little bit. She's not going to do any of that. Yeah. She, like you said, Alan, gives it back to him just as much as he gives it. She joshes him. She doesn't take any of his shit. She get like, he is being a little bit of a dick and she's like, dude, she's the one who, again, we're going to get into it. She calls him on it. Like, I really, really like her as a female character in this movie, which sometimes these characters usually played by women are very like coddly and matronly. And, and she's none of that. Yeah. And then to continue that, Max, we're just sort of getting back to this is the music scene and inside the music room where he riffs and Wayne Brady, uh, who is the teacher here, is also blind. Jace doesn't know this. And he makes his way over and they have an exchange. I thought it was a beautiful teaching moment of uh, Mr. Mr. Wyatt. Mr. Mr. Wyatt. I I do want to point out Jace. uh, They're playing. Bach, right? Yeah. They're playing Johann Sebastian Bach. Classical music. Jace is on the drums and he just does a wonderful solo, but yeah. unnecessary. Fly, who he'd met on the basketball court, joins in with a little piano accompaniment. And I liked that because the way Fly and Jace's meeting ended was a little uncertain. Yeah. It was True. like it was like Fly wasn't sure how to act around Jace. Jace wasn't mean, but he wasn't super like he he was, was a little, he was a little, yeah, standoffish. And so you're like, oh, is this not going to be a friendship? But this moment is the moment where you're like, okay, these guys are going to be buddies. Yeah. This is going to be his new friend. When I saw Wayne Brady in the movie, I thought he was going to have a much more prominent role in terms of screen time. Can I, can I be honest? I wish he did. Me too. He's so damn charismatic. I also and wrote I, I wanted more. I wish that Wayne Brady was in more of this movie. I like all the characters. I don't mean to take away from any of the characters that are in this film. I like the wrestling coach we're going to meet. I like everybody in here. But I wanted more Wayne Brady. Like, that dude is so good. And I wanted more. You it, guys remember that? Was it SNL? What Was it Mad TV, the Wayne Brady skit? Where he's like a huge... I mean, it was all fake. But it was like a huge... He's like a diva. Oh. I think he's yelling like, I'm fucking Wayne Brady. <laughs> <laughs> <And he's> like, <laughs> yeah, he's just so great on screen. I think he has a bunch of great moments in this movie. And 
he has plenty of impactful moments. Yeah. But to your point, Alan, I expected him to be more present. And as I watched, I was like, God, I'd love to have more of you. And, and again, not to take away from anybody that's on screen. I thought they were all good. I, I also, just to call that out a little bit more, when Wayne Brady and Andy Lawrence were on screen together, it was beautiful. The charisma, the obvious rapport that they had established, like it's acting real or fake, whatever it may be. It was some of the most impactful moments on screen were between those two. Yeah. And it's just a shame that we couldn't have more of that. And maybe, maybe it was impactful because we didn't get as much of it as we wanted to. Maybe that's what it was, but he was definitely quality over quantity for sure. I couldn't help but take notice. Wayne Brady is standing on the podium as the band director. And I couldn't help but, but notice uh, some writing behind him on the whiteboard. Oh. <laughs> because it said jazz saxophones. And so naturally, the saxophonist in me had, had to, you know, what, what, what are we writing to the saxophones? And I thought this was funny. It said jazz saxophones. Learn your notes and notes <laughs> is underlined or you will receive 1000 something. You couldn't read the last word. And then it said sectional Wednesday, two thirty to infinity. And I was like, to infinity? We don't know when it's going to end. Never. Like, if you don't learn your damn notes, you're never leaving. You're never. I mean, that is jazz music, right? That's, you never know when it's going to end. That, wow. It's oh, all way. You know what? To counter you, Molly, Miles Davis, one of the greatest jazz musicians of all time, would say there's no such thing as a wrong note. And so I would suggest they have learned their notes. <laughs> you may just not like the one they picked. Listen, I'm not knocking jazz. Jazz. I'm just saying I the mean, whole thing of jazz. Is, I mean, I don't know as so, much. Near. Some versions of jazz, I would agree with you. Not all versions of jazz. Oh. It's a lot of freestyle. The, the improvisation mm. is an important part of the tradition of jazz. I would agree. True. Um, yeah. So in the in the first arc, by the way, I love the saxophone note. I didn't. I didn't actually stop to read it, Max. I'm very glad you did. Yeah. Um, in that first arc, a lot of it is how does Jace acclimate to his new setting and it's very fish out of water. We get a couple of moments that I think are are worth noting and calling out and please, if there are more that you both have call them out. So one, we have Jason Spanish class where he answers a question and the students and mainly John Luke and a couple of the other bullies uh, or jocks rather who who are sort of bullying in this moment, take his recorder Mm -hmm. because obviously Jace can't take notes traditionally. So he's has a recorder that he carries with him everywhere to record his lessons and conversations and reminders so that he can do things that he can listen back to, which I was again, like what a beautiful portrayal, Mm -hmm. like to the audience member, let's say you're, you'll say you're a young kid watching this. You're like, Oh, that's just how that works. Cool. Thought it was beautiful. Then that goes into a fire drill, which is chaos. It's so upsetting to watch. It was hard to watch. It, it reminded me of the scene in um, True Confessions when Shia LaBeouf's character is lost in the library yeah. and he's running around and he's scared. Um, and if you haven't seen that movie, he is uh, neurodivergent. We, we aren't sure what, yeah. um, but he gets separated from his older sister and he's just panicked running around a library. That's how I felt watching this. You could feel jace's panic because the spanish teacher when the uh fire alarm goes off says we didn't have a scheduled fire drill today so act as if this is real 
everyone quietly, safely head out. This is a new school for him. He doesn't know where to go. He gets turned around. He trips over things. He's he trying to get his, out. He loses the, his the stick. walking yeah, stick. He, yeah, he's trying to get out some doors. They're locked because they're not the right exit. And you can you can physically feel how scared he is. Yeah. I also want a plus one to the whoever chose the director and how he chose to shoot this. And really a lot of scenes, save a couple that I will call out later. Um, really well done because how he shoots it, there's so many jarring angles that you go through and it's very like sweeping and, and stuttered, which feels as a viewer, you're like, oh my gosh, this is disjointed and it is panic ridden. And here's another, I just want to, guys, it's just so good what they did here. As Jace is trying to get out locked doors, you'd anticipate that somebody like Mary Beth would come and help him, but no. It's John. Mm. John, who he's had an, a, a pretty rough relationship with, comes and takes him out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that that's cool. Right? That's, that's an interesting take on this. Because normally, like, if you establish somebody as the antagonist, and in a DCOM specifically, if you're the antagonist, you're bad. Always bad. And so that wouldn't have been written into almost any other DCOM. But here they're like, no, no, no. He's going to, John, which seeds a relationship there. Mm-hmm. I thought it was did, really well done. He yeah, he just grabs him and pulls him outside and I I did make a note. Wait, is he is he nice? Yeah. It was an interesting choice for sure. He wasn't like particularly nice about it. He just grabbed him on the shoulders and drove him away from the door he was trying to open. And then you get this moment of it, it's sort of an interesting dichotomy because he does grab him and take him where he needs to be, but then he sort of weaves him there and you get this moment where everyone in the school is staring at him because they've just watched him have this panic moment. You imagine all these kids that went outside for the fire drill are now watching this kid like screaming for help, shaking doors that aren't going to open. And so then John grabs him and pulls him out, but just sort of weaves him. He just drops him off and leaves him. And then the rest of the school is sort of staring at him. And and you see them all kind of like processing and like, you know, and so that it's an interesting tension between like I helped you, but then I sort of hung you out to dry. It's almost like John and I felt this way a little bit about the coach at first. He John is a good person Mm -hmm. at its core because he did a good, you know, he did this good thing. And uh, we do learn more about John. He ends up being a good guy, but it's like he almost like doesn't want to. He still is not going to be your friend. He right. still doesn't like you. Right. But he's also not going to like watch a human being be in this panic. Right. Possibly yeah. dangerous strict like situation. So it's like he's like, I'm going to I'm going to do the bare minimum here because I'm not a horrible person. But I also I still don't like you. I don't like that. You call me farm boy. I don't like that. You, you know, brag on my town and say how good New York City is like it's like he's like, I'm going to do the minimum. Right. And you know, what? if you get a little bullet along the way, that's kind of works out for me yeah and it did a really good job of sort of seeding that relationship down the road and then i think this is just another beautiful expression of how a teenager would process emotion is they have jace upstairs just wailing on his instruments this is Um, quite a shot (laughs) this is quite a it's all slow mo i didn't love the slow-mo drumming but the the music's not slow-mo but the shots are all slow-mo It's it's funny. I relate to this a little bit. I wasn't when I was like angry, but I liked that they showed that the parents are both like in different rooms. They're hearing it. They you see the parents processing. He's upset. They know from his playing it. I think I don't remember if I've talked about this before, but I remember the, the petty 
teenager in me when I would get mad at my uh, parents growing up. I would go in my room and just play my saxophone as loud as I could because <laughs> I knew it was obnoxious and I knew it was disruptive to whatever TV show they were trying to watch or whatever they were trying to do. And so I would just play as loud as I could, the highest notes that I could. So it'd be like shrill. I'd be like, I'm practicing whole notes, <laughs> eight counts, D above the staff. Whee! Oh my just God, like, you know, and just like sit on it for like a while. You know, I'm practicing. I just want to be mad. better. Yeah, what do you, you think about it? I'm practicing my instrument. You're mad at me for practicing. Do you improving know? a skill? Yeah, exactly. Like, my embouchure has to be so strong right, right now. You have no idea. Yeah. And so I related to this a little bit. I mean, for him, it's just getting emotion out. And like, but the way you would sort of dump whatever you're feeling into an instrument felt very resonant to me, whether mine was pettiness or not. <laughs> it, it, it just was real. And that's nice. Yeah. So the next day after this all occurs, we are back at school. We are about to go back into um, Mr. Wyatt's music lesson. And we have Mar a scene between Mary Beth and Jason where Mary Beth is reading from a book. She's his reader. She's reading from a book so that he might record and process one of the assignments. And at the end of this, there's a conflict between uh, and it's not between Mary Beth and Jace, but Jace sort of expresses his discontent at being where he is and that people don't like him and that they treat him as other. And Mary Beth hits him with, it's not about you being blind. You're a jerk and you've been ragging on the town. You've been doing a lot of things that are frankly unlikable. After he, you know, sort of gets asked to come into Mr. Wyatt's class by Mr. Wyatt, you, you watch him process this and like, uh, there, I don't know if he fully gets it at that moment, but it seeds what happens later in terms of Jace's growth. I like the scene. I did in this moment have want for a little bit of empathy. Um, and then the, and then the hard truth, right? Because what he expresses, she's telling, she's reading some story, uh, from history, I don't remember what the text is, but it's basically about like somebody being treated as other. And he's like, that's me. And she says, no one cares you're blind. I'm like, well, that's objectively not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you, you are watching him get treated as other. He's being a dick. Don't get me wrong. But like you're watching him be treated as other for being blind. You're watching them steal his recorder that you're watching multiple instances where he is being treated as othered um, and he is being othered. And so it's objectively not true that it's that no one cares that he's blind. That also is not mutually exclusive from he's being a dick. And so it can be like, listen, I understand that it's it's got to be so hard. I can never fully understand what it you know what uh, how hard it must be to transition to a new school. But also, people that want to help you and want to be there for you are turned off because you're an asshole. Like both of those things can be true, and I would have loved a little bit of empathy because Mr. Wyatt doesn't need to give that empathy, and so I think that later. You could have Mr. Wyatt be like, I'm not going to be empathetic to you. I know what it's like. And so I would have loved for a little bit of empathy here. Yeah, because she could have said too, like, no one's bullying you because you're blind. That's how they're bullying you. Sure. But that's not the cause of the bullying. Right. I also think that there's there's so much of this that's just at least we are having 
cool. And then a world of decoms where often communication is the main big bad. We're having somebody at least communicate mm-hmm. a core issue in a way that is direct. No, I agree. I, I think it's a good scene. I think just the smallest tweak of like, I would have liked one or two lines. I also just really like that she is a female character that is this strong and 100%. standing her ground and outspoken, especially as we're going to see she starts developing feelings for him a lot of times uh, as a girl. At least I would like you don't always want to express your feelings because you're worried maybe they won't like you back. And I like that she is a strong female character and she's steady in her, her opinions yeah. and, and what she's going to say. The impetus of this <laughs> is that it's introduced. Uh, there, there's a conversation that happens between fly and Jay. So it's like, well, how do I fit in? And fly says, you got to be a jock. That's the only way you fit in here. You got to be a jock. Music is not going to be how you do it. I know that's how you did it in New York. Not how you do it here. And he's like, well, I can't do this, 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 and this. We get a, a small scene that sort of drives us home in terms of basketball where you meet the coach, yep. Coach Rice. Um, coach is kind of a dick here. In the basketball scene? Maybe he's not a dick. He's just like... I just don't think he knows what to do. Yeah. In the scene, it's PE class, and they're like... Or is it, is it it's PE? It, it's, it's PE. PE. It's, it's he's PE. dressed out. He's yeah. dressed out for PE. I wasn't sure if this was not... Uh, like a tryout tryout, because he and fly do talk about how like he plays basketball and he's pretty good at it but the coach comes in and he's like you're gonna have to sit out and do your homework and he's like no i can play basketball and he's like how like he said he says i don't mean this offensively but like literally how and he says oh you have to do bounce pass rule only and i have to have like a beeper on the thing and the coach is kind of just like I don't have those things yes but he does say to his credit because i think they do a good job of establishing him as like unsure but open he says i'll look into getting one of those but i don't have it right now and so you're gonna have to sit out and i think to me i read that as like i'll look into it but like realistically you can't play like (laughs) i I just was a little unsure of the coach at first i grew to really like the coach but in this moment i was like he could have been a little nicer about that and then there's a there's a few more scenes where i'm like he could have been a tweaked him a little bit but eventually i did yeah Yeah. one thing that i find in the adult characters in this film Namely, when I say adult characters, we're excluding the parents because the parents are going to be biased to their child, right? And we also don't get a lot of them. But from Coach and from Mr. Wyatt, they are incredibly direct, even when giving coaching or advice. It's not... I I find that it's... Maybe it's just because of how I communicate, but it's it's very like, oh, that hits me. Like, that's just a very direct way of like, oh, yeah, I get that. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have this moment of basketball, ultimately based on advice or sort of recommendation from Mary Beth, Jace looks into wrestling and there is a moment where he's like, well, I don't think I could do that. No, I'm blind. And they're like, well, somebody and Mary Beth says, well, somebody blind just won XYZ championship. So I don't know. Take a look at it. And we get a scene where Jace is investigating, doing some for the first time in a long time, listener, accurate internet representation. Yes, we have Internet Explorer back in 2004 when it worked. I don't know what you're talking about. Pixel Perfect was accurate <laughs> internet representation. Yeah, I'm actually a, I'm actually a hologram right now. Yeah, did you see that search engine and, yeah. and the way that she jumped into the server yeah. and then the Ooh. emails? Yeah. It was also real. But ultimately, he finds out that it is possible to to wrestle blind. There's actually a blind wrestling federation, I believe that's what it's called. That where he there is support for for this, and he goes to try out for wrestling. 
I did think it was funny when he called Mary Beth and was like, Hey, I'm going to do it. And she just laughed on the other end of the phone. And he's like, Hey, you can stop. And he took the phone and just banged it on the table. You could stop laughing. Like, bang, 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 bang. You can stop laughing, please. I was like, ah, teenagers. Yes, that's real. I like that. I would do that. And he goes and he tries out for wrestling. I, and he brings Fly with him. He brings he makes fly, fly, go. fly with him. Yeah. I want to talk more about that in a minute, but I, I think it's an interesting choice to have Fly join too. I, I, uh, as a new kid, right, this hit me in a weird place because when you move around a lot and there is, it all, it always, there's always like one person who is willing to go out in the, um, in that social isolation bubble to try to make contact, right? Well, you, you, I don't know if I you know this. So what happens typically is you go a couple of days, maybe a week, and you, there's no contact outside of like teachers. And then you're, you, you get somebody who's forced to pair with you. And they're nine times out of 10, they don't want to. They would rather be with their friend group that they've had forever. But after a while, you'll get one person who's like, I'm brave enough to reach out and make contact. And if you're not, and that's, that's who you end up hanging out with. And that becomes your entry. So for me, that was super impactful because that's, jace's safety blanket Mm -hmm. and i relate to that incredibly yeah like if somebody i tried out for football because of my safety blanket like that dude is he is all i've got i'm gonna go because if i don't go i don't have anything else sure but but jace isn't there because it's the flip-flop it's the opposite no no no. i think that i i more so think and I'll, i'll talk about this in a bit like i said but i i think that just the writing choice to have fly join the team is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, more to come. Yeah. So they go to the coach. The coach is semi receptive and says, here's some tapes to go watch. And then he catches himself and is like, fly, you watch and then narrate what's occurring to, uh, to Jace. Come back in a week. If you're still interested, we'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. They come back. And I just want to comment on on one thing here. This is a fucking huge wrestling. Why team. is the oh wrestling God, team so, so big? On the wrestling team. It, I was I was flabbergasted. Our wrestling team was like seven people. Yeah, like maybe it, this is the biggest wrestling team. It could have been the soccer team. Like there were so many. There were so dudes. many guys on the wrestling team. It, Big wrestling town here in in Utah. <laughs> Apparently, football uh, and wrestling. Yeah, football wrestling. It, it was. I was just so blown away by that. Also, though, they they call them the Gimp and the Wimp, oh, and it makes me dude, really sad. sad. Yeah. Um. They also make like a. To your point, Molly, they make like a handicapped charity case joke right after as if just to drive it home a little bit more and this is when i also wasn't loving coach because he does he he tells them to stop but he never says like that's wrong that's wrong we're not gonna do that we're not gonna refer to people like that like eventually he gets there but i was like come on coach like you don't want people on your team yelling gimp at a blind kid like that's horrible yeah I I also we didn't hit on this, but like there is this quick uh, conversation with mom and dad mm-hmm. about like I want to go on the wrestling team, which I just thought was very funny because obviously every sport has risk, right? Any athletic venture, there's risk of injury. But it was so funny to me that when he's like, "I want to join the wrestling team," mom's like, "It's so dangerous." 
And when I look at it, I'm like, does mom think that like the that he's gonna go out with a steel chair? Like, are we thinking about like WWE? <laughs> it's, oh, he's gonna stop a mud hole in him. Like yeah. he, he thinks that Can the, like Stone Cold Steve Austin is gonna what come the out. Rock. <laughs> like John Cena. What, what does she think wrestling is? I because think wrestling's probably like, dangerous. I, I think it's don't. But is it more dangerous than? any other sport like i i think that like they're standing on a padded mat like they are grappling they're like i fast collision in football a hundred percent more dangerous yeah, right like i can't decide if baseball is more dangerous though i don't know getting i mean maybe not in getting maybe not pelted in, school, in the body like, by a fastball I think about, like that's what somebody blind, getting a as 75 someone, mile an hour ball as, a, as someone blind it probably is yeah, yeah. they were throwing underhand in that opening scene because remember that friend group understood jace and treated him as equal yeah but I, yeah i just i think that it's i thought that it was just a funny moment if she's like it's so dangerous and i was like okay but like wd is not real it's not real so like he's not jumping off a top, a top rope uh <laughs> and dropping the elbow okay like it's they're gonna be wrestling on a mat it's gonna be fine <laughs> the elbow like, of the people but um, i will say the like slams and stuff in the movie are pretty you know impressive yeah. mm-hmm. you know? all yeah. i could think about at first was there's a sex of the city episode where samantha dates a wrestling coach mm-hmm. and so she gets in the singlet with the wrestling coach and they wrestle each other for foreplay and it's so funny that's and it's funny. like that's what i was thinking about for uh, when they first started showing all the wrestling moves and the throwing over the mm-hmm. shoulders and stuff there is a little moment in this this opening where jace is learning he's sort of being grappled and they're going through motions and he doesn't know what to do. He's never wrestled before. Yeah. Uh, and he sits up and he like accidentally headbutts a kid in the nose. And this is when you have some of the altercation. I believe it's Luke. I believe Luke becomes the antagonist here where Luke is like, oh, what are you doing? Like, why are you even on this team? Charity? Da, 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 da. And the coach, I think again, he should this, have, this he, is when I had that thought about the coach. This is when the coach was like, you should just say that that doesn't, you, we don't do that here. Putting that aside, I did like what the coach did when the coach stepped in to be Jace's partner in this exercise. And he was, he just says, this is about balance. This is what you did. This is how you correct it. Showed really good coaching from somebody who like, who likes looking at that in action and like, okay, cool. Learning moment. Love that. I don't think we've mentioned it. And, uh, this is Mary Beth's dad. Yeah. An important, yeah. An important note. Yeah. Mary Beth's father's coach rice. Yeah, so we have we have a moment where they are they are sort of doing this wrestle off in practice. Another time where I think is a good teaching moment, where a kid is being overtly hateful towards Jace and saying very hurtful things, calling him handicapped and crippled, and Jace hauls off and knees him in the chest mm-hmm. and gets into a physical altercation with this kid. Whoops his ass. I, I do want to say sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and. They have to be pulled apart and coach again's like, they're going to provoke you. Mm-hmm. You have to be better than that. You have to take high, like it's the high road conversation. And that was another moment where I was like, I like that. I still wish the coach had done more, but I can also I, like that he's having this conversation. I liked that too, because part of the reason Jace wanted to get into wrestling in addition to wanting to fit in was he had said like i want to beat these guys ass like these yeah. are the guys that are mean to me i want to i want to physically tussle yeah and now it's like that's actually not what you're gonna do this is right. not what this is gonna be about uh the coach basically says like this sport get a get a punching bag if you have rage issues like don't disrespect the sport and why we're here and yeah. and the team 
And this takes us to the first meet where it's an exhibition sort of situation. We are introduced to the rival of, to John's rival known as T-Rex. Now I do want to pause. I here. love, I want to pause. I fucking love T-Rex Turner. Can we just, I have, what a fucking shitty nickname for a wrestler. <laughs> T-Rexes have little bitty arms. It's the best. They couldn't wrestle at all. <laughs> they would be Alan, are useless. You, I think you're T-Rex's biggest fan because you're wearing his merchandise you right now. You have a T-Rex shirt on right now. I mean, yeah, while I enjoy the dinosaur, I think he'd be a shit wrestler. I, I love that this kid's name is T-Rex. What dinosaur would be a better wrestler? I don't think a dinosaur would be a good wrestler. Okay, but if you had to pick one. Yeah, if, if I had to, pick a bet, had to pick if, a dinosaur. If there was an arena of dinosaur, are teeth not allowed to be used? No, teeth, it has to be it, standard human wrestling rules. <laughs> Human wrestling rules <laughs> under dinosaurs. Yeah, human wrestling rules for dinosaurs. Listen, you okay. asked me the question. I'm, I'm making the argument. I am the arbiter. Okay, okay. Are they weight classes? Do they compete? They in weight gotta classes. be weight. Classes. They, they would have to compete in weight classes. Okay, so, but you're saying T Rex is bad. Uh, we have to pick someone to take on T Rex. Right. Okay. And in the weight class, Spinosaurus. Exactly. Done. No, I want. What's that one in? Spinosaurus would wreck no, a T Rex no, in wrestling. Please. What is the one in Jurassic World Three? Therizinosaur. No, the one that would be too oh, that's, big. That's, the one that's got the crazy claws, but it's actually Therizinosaur. that one. Yes, I want that one. It can't claw you, but I it, don't want it. It's it could it has long gangly arms. It could yeah. slap you around. Yeah, slap you. That's part of wrestling. I think if if we're thinking about <laughs> weight classes, I would say that pound for pound, an iguanodon could probably do a lot of damage. Iguanodon's probably a good probably a, good. A brontosaurus is too big. It'd be a, a well, bigger I mean, weight yeah, class. Yeah, brontosaurus dominates its weight class. Yeah. I don't think anything is competing with the it, brontosaurus. It sits no, on what's you. that one we saw in New York that like literally took up a whole built room? Oh, um, that's probably the biggest weight class possible. Yeah, that was like the Gigantosaurus or something. Like it was like yeah, I can't. How I don't big remember it was. the exact mm-hmm. name, but yeah. All right. Um, I'm God, going Therizinosaur. It's the one in Jurassic World three. Everyone that. Uh, Claire drops into the water and she has to hide in the water from it because mm. it'll just like slash your face. Interesting enough, Therizinosaurus, herbivores. That's what I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just are super territorial. I'm going to make an argument for a Triceratops here. Oh, okay. Mm. Low, low body mass, you know, like. Hard head to knock. Hard head, but like, like good shape, I but think. It, like if it could get on top of you, hard to, hard to turn, you know. I think, I think uh. that a Triceratops though is competing in the way class of a Stegosaurus. You said Stegosaurus. I think I would take a Triceratops over a Stegosaurus. Really? Yeah. Maybe an Ankylosaurus would also be. I good. also but think they, an Ankylosaurus would be. Big. But they want to yeah. hit you with their tail, right? And that that one with the spiny tail ball. It's got the ball on the yeah. end. Yeah. So, if, but real low to the ground, good low center of mass. If they like, the the only hitch there is. By the way, listener, this is now a dinosaur wrestling podcast. Great. Um, if you if you roll the Ankylosaur, can you some? The Triceratops <laughs> is cooking. If we were to go down a weight class, I'm going Raptor. It's probably uh, down several weight you classes. You have to go way down weight class. Yes. But the Raptor would dominate that, I would argue. Yeah. Maybe. Or that one that's head is really... I think like a Pterodactyl maybe Apache? in the same... I think the pterodactyl may be in the same weight class as a yeah. raptor, and I'd take pterodactyl. That yeah, mm. but that one yeah, that one in Jurassic World two that can smash its head into the wall and yeah, crack. Yeah, that yeah, would be yeah, a good yeah. one too. I yeah. want to make sure is, that is Apache, right? Apacheosaur. Now we got a pac- Apache Lophosaurus. That's what. It now is. we gotta figure out if there's some kind of AI simulation we can do with dinosaurs wrestling to find out who really would. Yeah, yeah. I'll work on it. Listener, yeah. 
who are you putting your money on in the Dino Wrestling League, the yeah. DWL? Yeah. All right. What you heard it here first. We're starting it. It's going to be AI generated. But who are you putting your money on? Um. Again, for the weight class, Iguanodon. So, this entire sequence back to uh, uh going to the mat. This entire sequence is sort of montage of Jace learning how to wrestle. Uh, there are some interesting conversations that we have around, like between Fly and Jace, but it centers around one crucial moment in the exhibition where we see Luke break his collarbone while wrestling because Luke breaking his collarbone means that Jace is now competing. Mm -hmm. He now has a spot on the team and he has to compete. So while he's been operating up until this point in the sort of mythical world of I might compete, now he has to. And that was a... You just sort of, I think Andy Lawrence did a good job of portraying the sort of oh shit moment of like, no, this is real now. Like, I got to do the thing. Yeah. There is one point in this section as we move into actual wrestling matches where we have the bullying happen again, where John and a couple of the other guys put a sign on Jace's back that has an eye and sort of a red, uh, a red line through it. So, which is just like, what a dumb joke. It's not good. It's, they suck. They suck. Yeah. Like that. What a shitty, shitty thing to I, do. I do like the coach here, though, because the coach realizes it. He comes over and pats Jace on the shoulders. And he says, you're going to do great. He very subtly takes it off. He doesn't tell Jace what happened, which I think is the right move. Like, yeah. he doesn't need to know. And then he goes over to the bullies and he's like, now he calls them out and is like, you're disrespecting the team. He is your teammate. But it was just a joke, coach. And he goes, jokes are supposed to be funny. And I was like, boom roasted because obviously you should not play pranks on your teammates. But if you're going to put a sign on someone's back, an eyeball just crossed out. Like that's, that's what, yeah. that's the best you can do. Like yeah. what, what do you No, bad. Yeah, like, but better. the coach finally at least said, we're not doing this. Yeah. This is the match he wins, right? I don't think so. No, we don't, we don't get a match. He wins until post. So, so we have this where he just gets rocked. We have we have a couple of sequences of Jace getting rocked. I, yeah, yeah. I thought the joke was on the, but but you're probably right. Yeah, there are a few where he gets wrecked, and and so as part of that, I want to come back to Fly for a minute. Mm -hmm. We see through this a few matches where Jace is getting totally shammered. He's yeah. getting uh, beat every time. We also see Fly getting beat yeah. every time too. And in the same ways, like you'll see parallel scenes of like Jace gets picked up and slammed and then Fly gets picked up and slammed in the same way. And what I thought was interesting about that from a writing perspective was it shows that it's not because Jace is blind that he's struggling because Fly isn't blind and the same exact thing is happening to him. And so it's like, no, you're new. You're both new. You're both getting rocked in the same way. And so it sort of evens the playing field of like, this has nothing to do with Jace's being blind. It's just that they're both new to wrestling and therefore they're both getting rocked in these matches. It's a nice way again of show. Don't tell to the audience of like, it's not because of an other thing. Mm -hmm. And that like, I'm happy that you'd mentioned that. I hadn't considered it that way. I do think that like near the end of this movie flies inclusion on the team is a little weird, but I like that this moment um, it helps establish that like, it's just that he's new to the sport. And when you're new to something, you're bad at it. And if you get thrown into matches this early, you're going to get rocked. This is all happening to Jace and Jace is experiencing. He's like, he's going through some struggles and I have he, a wrestling question. Okay. okay. Did he, neither of you did wrestling? Nope. No. Okay. 
that maybe none of us know, but like there's different weight classes, obviously yep. yes. you have to wrestle within your weight class. What happens? And like, there's multiple comments about how, um, fly is very small. So they've never had anyone in that weight class, whatever. Mm-hmm. What happens if the other team doesn't have someone in that weight class? Do you just not get to wrestle? Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I don't know. I would assume that you wouldn't compete. Uh, you'd have to have a competitor to even like show up and register for that. Right. Like, I would think so. I wonder if there's like a minimum that your team has to have. You to have even to show go. up like five weight classes yeah. or four weight classes. Yeah. And then if you show up, maybe if you show up more, yeah, I mean, this is all hypothetical, but maybe if you show up more, you pick five to something like that. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I mean, with a wrestling team of their size, I mean, I'm like, sure they're like presenting a lot. 90% of the team's got to be getting benched. If only five people get to wrestle. <laughs> no um, all of this occurs, and I loved what they set up here. Jace goes and seeks out Mr. Wyatt, Wayne Brady. Mm-hmm. You've already, It's been established, and Wayne Brady says it. Like, we don't have the best... Like, he even makes mention that we don't have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. And Jace is like, I know that, but you get me. Mm-hmm. And this is where Mr. Wyatt just serves realness. Where he's like, listen, I'm happy with who I am. Are you? Mm-hmm. I like that they didn't automatically make Mr. Wyatt like Jace. Yes. Because I think it would have been so easy to be like, oh, you're blind, me too. I'm going to like go easy on you and I'm going to take, not pity on you, but I'm going to, I'm going to treat you special because I know how hard it is. I like that Mr. Wyatt doesn't think like, oh, just because we're both blind, I have to treat you, especially just because we're both blind. I don't have to like you even and it isn't until Jace earns his respect and his likeness that he treats him as such. I would even go so far, just to sort of like plus one that, Molly, I'd, I'd go so far as to say that Mr. Wyatt holds Jace to a higher standard. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. And I like this, again, I would have liked a little bit more empathy earlier because then you could have had even more of a difference between like, this is how Mary Beth talks to him and and expresses that empathy and can't understand she could never understand right mm-hmm. but mr wyatt understands and so he can call jace on his bullshit and and he can talk to him in a way that other people can't talk to mm-hmm. him because of a full level of understanding and i think that if mary beth had been a little less direct still direct i love that she was direct but with a little bit more empathy then it would have just created more of a separation between those two conversations because of the perspective difference Mr. Wyatt's able to come with. Right. I just think that this serves as perhaps one of the best turning point moments in a decom because not only does Mr. Wyatt relate to Jace in a sense that they are both blind, but they are also both musicians and Mr. Wyatt makes a reference to Jace. He's like, listen, you've got a chip on your shoulder that's huge. How about you take that drum that you're beating, you take that song that you're singing that that, that creates this chip on your shoulder, this nar- effectively saying, this narrative you've established. How about you take that and sing a different tune with it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what a beautiful fucking analogy that makes sense in narrative and it is delivered by the perfect person to deliver it. Well done. Well done going to the map. And you watch it resonate. Andy Lawrence did a great job. You watch it hit home. And the first thing he does is he goes to Mary Beth 
And he's like, hey, I don't know anything about wrestling. She's like, well, here's like, if you're willing, I will tell you. My, my dad's a coach. I've got three brothers, who are two of whom are in wrestling. I can tell you things that are intimate about the sport that can teach you. I really like Mary Beth as the uh, wrestling education tool for the movie because she teaches Jace things about wrestling, which is therefore teaching us the audience things about wrestling. And then eventually she teaches the parents things about wrestling, which is once again, us learning about wrestling instead of some kind of like, I don't know. I just think it was a very effective tool to tell us what we need to know about the sport of wrestling without having it be some kind of just like long lecture from the coach or it felt very natural. And uh, it reminded me of miracle in lane two when I forget his name but the uh the neighbor oh who ends right. up being the coach of frankie munez he's explaining oh, sure. it to the dad and and it's like how we learned about it it, yeah. it reminded me of that yeah be- beautiful use of tell and show i thought this entire sequence was beautifully done because it's so incredibly awkward because it's two teenagers interacting and it's just like it just hit every note that it should have hit in that way and the then dancing. i think the dancing part Oh my god! I thought it was so cute. It she, was cute. It she was comes cute. over Awkward and is cute. like, "Your balance is off, so I'm going to teach you how to dance so that you learn balance." This is when I think perhaps my favorite moment in a decom occurs. Ever? I I would submit that it's it's up there. Wow! Mm. And it's when Jace says out loud, "He's he's the, after this wrestling lesson." Jace and Mary Beth are on the front steps of his parents' oh, very nice house. Yeah. And they're having a conversation and Jace is asking Mary Beth a lot of questions about herself, her past, uh, you know, what, how she's learned, how she's gotten to where she is. And Jace stops and he says, wow, this is the first conversation we've had where I've not about me, where it's not about me. Mm. And I was like, what a great message to kids to be like, holy shit. It's not about like, recognize and call yourself on your shit Mm -hmm. i thought that was beautiful okay but here's the thing he does say that and that line's great he then turns the entire conversation to be about him 100 percent. he goes wow this is the first conversation we've had that isn't about me and she smiles and says yeah or whatever and then he goes do you think i'm selfish do you think i'm a jerk (laughs) i'm a man that doesn't understand my emotions so please lady explain them to me it's like Damn it, dude, you had it. You had it. Yeah. And then you just fucking Mojo Dojo Casa housed it, Ken, and you made it about you again. Like, no, no, you were so close to making the point, and then you just didn't do it. I was yeah. I was happy and then sad at that moment. And then we got what I thought was just a wild exchange where and I forget how we got here, but Mary Beth calls herself a hideous mutant she beast. And I was like, the fuck it, what no it's because he it's something to do with the fact that she can't he can't see her he says something about like why do you even like me and she says because you're the only person that accepts the fact that i'm a hideous mutant she that's based. right that's right oh. yeah because he says well i'm such a selfish jerk why would you even like me and then yeah. she says that and that's he's like that he's like no you aren't and she goes how would you even know and then he touches her face, which is that. That was cute. We could end it with that. That's cute. That's the cute. way that you. Um, uh, that's how we that, would see That's it. the way he would see her face, right? right? And then he says, 
I knew you had to have a face as pretty as your heart. That was what I went. No. Oh wow. I, you know what though? At sixteen, I would have died. God, that, I would have. I would have melted. Fucking loved it. Would have melted at sixteen if someone had said something like that. That yeah. felt real. My eyes rolled so far in the back. Yeah, of I my saw head. the whites of Molly's eyes. I was like, oh, um, because we're at the wrestling matches. And Mary Beth is sort of explaining the wrestling to the parents again, like we mentioned. And I made her, I was like, listen, make those inroads, inroads to the parents early. They're clearly loaded. Get in while you can. <laughs> like, get a relationship established. I did like how she was explaining it to both the parents because it gave Brenda Strong, who played oh, God. Jace's mom, a chance oh, for her not so to far. have to explain everything happening because Brenda Strong played... Mary Alice Young on Desperate Housewives, uh-huh. who is a character that uh, you see in flashbacks only, um, and, but she narrates the entire series. So normally she's the one having to explain everything going on. Yeah. Uh, in Desperate Housewives, there's a character named George Williams. He is a pharmacist and he's in love with Brie Vandekamp and he um, murders her husband by giving him the wrong pills. Oh. Yeah. Holy and that's shit. the least crazy thing that happens on that show. Um, anyway, he is played by Roger Bart, who you know as being uh, Hercules, teenage Hercules. He oh. Go the Distance. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. He also played a character named Roger Bannister in the Stepford Wives movie, uh, alongside a character named Brenda Markowitz, played by the incomparable Bette Midler. Oh, we love Bette Midler. Now, we probably all love Bette Midler the most as Winifred Sanderson, but if I had to pick a second Bette Midler role, it would be Brenda Cushman in The First Wives Club, an incredible, incredible film. In that movie, uh, it's all about women's husbands being terrible um, and one of those husbands is Victor Garber and he has an affair Victor Garber, <laughs> he, has Victor aff- Garber. <laughs> he has an affair with a young woman named Phoebe Lavelle who's played by Elizabeth Berkley who is most well known as being Jesse Spano on Saved by the Bell oh hmm. huh her bestie, one of one of many, is uh, Kelly Kapowski of course, and she is played by Tiffany Amber Thiessen but Tiffany also played Hagatha Utsle what? in a parody film called Shriek If You Know What I Did Last Friday the 13th. Oh. Hagatha Utsle? Yeah, you know those movies where they just make... It's like a scary movie, essentially. Uh-huh. I love that. It's a parody of a parody, if you will. Uh, and who could forget fried chicken victim in Shriek If You Know What I I'm Did Last sorry. Friday the 13th? What? Fried yeah. chicken Actual victim. fuck. An, an iconic role. The old fried chicken victim. Played by Mark J. Ferrari, who you may also recognize another unbelievable role, hot dog vendor in 1998's hit film Armageddon. I do not recognize them as the hot dog vendor, but I'll take your word for it. Now, what would Armageddon be without NASA Tech number eight? Wait a minute. We're up to eight now? We're on NASA Tech number. uh, He's credited as the eighth NASA Tech when I looked it up. But more important, he's the costume designer. Wait. Mark (laughs) Kaplan was the costume designer for Armageddon. But he did get to cameo as one of the NASA techs. Well, I mean, good for him. I understand. That's good, good for him. him. That's yeah. good for him. Uh, he has been the costume designer on a lot of films that we all know and love, including several of the more recent Star Wars movies and one of my favorite holiday flicks, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, he was the costume designer it's there. that time. 
Christmas time is here. One of our uh, family members that we get to enjoy is Rusty, the son. Oh my God. Uh, Chevy Chase's son, uh, played by Johnny Galecki, who we probably all most know as playing Leonard on The Big Bang Theory. And there was a guest star, a couple of current, a recurring role for a little bit. One. of a character named Claire. Yeah. And she was played by Alessandra Torasani, who in this film plays the best character, Mary Beth. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that's cool. I'm glad that you went that way. I don't know who Claire is, but there she you was go. A, like she was an aspiring screenwriter towards the end of the Big Bang Theory. I just kept watching it because I had started watching it. It's just I hate that they use a laugh track and just make fun of nerds in general without making actual yeah, that jokes. that show sucks. And women. <laughs> and women. Yeah, that show. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't good. It's kind of like how people still watch Grey's Anatomy. How um, dare you? Anyway. Yeah, don't compare those two. One of those shows is good. <laughs> yeah. Or at least was at some point. It was True. good and... True. There's a lot of lady power in that show. There's Ellen, a lot of lady Ellen power in Ellen Pompeo's freaking boss. Uh, listen, no shade. No shade at all. You've been armageddon the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop, because she won't. Well, I, while you were doing Armageddon, I was doing a little bit of research on my own. You weren't? <clears throat> I wasn't that, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do go on. Do go on. Although that's how we go. Do go on. I, I just please, Maximus, tell us what your research is about. Were you researching more about fried chicken victim? Uh, I was curious about fried chicken victim. Like, how, what was he a victim of? I mean, fried I mean, chicken, clearly, but like, how did the fried chicken victimize him? We're Heart gonna disease. have to, we're gonna have to watch. <laughs> was it a long-term hey, victimization? Someone, someone, <laughs> someone let us know in the comments if you have seen Shriek. If you know what I did last Friday the Thirteenth, so I don't it, have to. What watch a it. long ass name. Was it a, a life of too much fried chicken? Was it one bad piece? Of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it food poisoning? Yeah, was, was it, it high cholesterol? Yeah. Oh my Could've god. Could have been anything. So I was doing a little bit of research because I was I was bothered by the weight class question, ah, and yes. I can't guarantee I have the answer because only thing I could find was in college, mm -hmm. and I huh. assume that in college you are more likely to have every weight class filled yeah because of scholarships and and recruiting right but maybe there's a world where it works the same <laughs> i like this line that says the sexiest way to end a match is by pinfall i understand what they're saying that like that's the that's the coolest way to get there right yeah. but it's a funny word to use anyway 16 points can also be awarded by forfeit if a wrestler is unable to compete or if no wrestler is sw slotted by a team at a weight. Oh, they just forfeit. So they just forfeit that weight class and huh. six points will be awarded. And so theoretically, you just want to put somebody in. Now, theoretically, they, they lose and it's still six points if they get. I think it was six points if they got pinned. Mm -hmm. If I did the math right at the end. But, but if you don't have anybody, you just give up the maximum amount of points that could have been earned in that uh, weight class. Wow. As if your wrestler in that weight class got pinned. So you would start six points behind uh, so you want to have by somebody not there. having yeah. somebody. Wow, that sucks. That does. That's, that's. But, I, but I understand it because theoretically yeah. the other team is, if the other team had won that match, they would have gotten mm -hmm. six points. Right. And so if they showed up with somebody in the weight class, I wonder if like neither one of you fields somebody, if like... Then it's a wash Then it's maybe. a wash because you would both lose six. There would be nothing to forfeit, but... 
But yeah, it's sort of interesting that it's just, well, I fielded somebody you didn't. The maximum points that I could have gotten if my wrestler had pinned was six. So we will just get six for you not uh, fielding somebody. Very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm not help. sure if it works that way in high school. Hey, because if you did high school wrestling, let us let know. Us know. Yeah, yeah, let us I'm know. I'm curious. Pop in Discord. Let us know. What we have next is Jace has taken to heart his lessons and we see a montage, not really a montage, but we see a uh, a clip in the next meet of him winning and him performing well. Hooray. And this is, the team loves it. They're a little bit bewildered, I should, I would say. And he gets back to the locker room and he's got Fly doing a rap that we're going to hear later. <laughs> there we are. And... A reporter comes in and wants to interview Jace, and Jace is not having it. Why is this reporter in a high school teenager's locker room? Good question, and I also don't think you can approach minors to ask for quotes for any kind of news outlet. Yeah, I I have problems with this guy being in their locker room. Well, don't worry. It's a decom standard because most children this age have already signed many contracts. And That's true. It's not the contract thing that I have a problem with, just for the record. <laughs> it's the adult man it's in the a... the adult man in the teenager's teenage locker, locker room. room. Yep. Uh, so the, 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 the entire point of this is so that Jace can turn down the interview because he says out loud, there are other people in this locker room who have performed better than I have. Why do you want to talk to me? Yeah. And it's like, cause you're blind. And that's like to, to Jace, that's we, what we've seen so far is like that. He, he doesn't want to be interviewed because he's blind. He wants to be interviewed because he's good at something. Right. And the team, I think what's so impactful, the team sees this, they hear this response and it plants a seed of respect. I think, and I read it as a seed of respect on the team when he's like, if you see me continue to perform well, then sure, I'll talk to you. But And, sorry to interrupt, but he, he also says, John wins a lot more than me, you should talk to him. He and John don't even get along at this point. Yeah. But the fact that he still gives the accolade to John, I think is important too. Yeah. it's. It, I just think that's, a, again, a really cool moment to build bridges with a team who has, so far, really not wanted him on the team. Yeah. And then we have another inroad develop because we find out John is failing Spanish. If John fails Spanish, he loses the eligibility to compete in sports. From this, you, we, you know the setup. We've seen Jace answer a question correctly in Spanish before. So obviously, John is going to go to Jace for tutoring. And then this is when we get that sort of buddy relationship occur where Jace says, I'll tutor you in Spanish. And John says, well, fine. If you tutor me in Spanish, then I will help you out with weight training. We don't okay, but we don't get John go to Jace. We get a fucking jump scare because <laughs> because they're in Spanish. The teacher has John stay after class. You get a shot of the classroom where it's just the teacher and John in an empty classroom, and he's like, "Hey, man, you got a D. If you don't get a B on your next test, you're not going to be able to perform. You're not going to be able to compete. You're not like athletically eligible." And John's like, how would you do this to me? And he's like, I'd do shit to you. You did it. But you're going to need help. Maybe get a tutor. Tutor, And then and then it just cuts to Jason. He's like, I'll tutor you. And it's like, where the fuck did you come from? Like, he's just oh, quiet. my God. Just imagine like, him and quietly in the room. right next to him. He's like right there. And it's like, whoa, Jesus. Like, why, where did you come from? Didn't you get dismissed already? <laughs> like, I thought you were. I saw this whole classroom. Um, but Jason's sort of like, I'll help. And... 
he volunteers, which John's like, why would you even do that? And he's like, well, it's bad for the team if you don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm good at Spanish. Mm-hmm. I can help. I also think it's a, I, I do want to call this up because we missed it. Jace, and this is a few scenes back, but Jace has gone all in on wrestling. We see him staying late, training, putting an extra time and effort. And there is a moment where you, we have Jace training after this is all done. And John sees it. And Jace says to John, listen, nobody will ever be able to say that I haven't worked my tail off to be here and to try to get better. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to say that I'm not trying my hardest. Yeah. And I was like, God, I just, I fucking love that. That's so, because again, talk about like building begrudging respect. Like this is a guy who doesn't want you, but it like, well, like I admire that you're, wor- you, you, you see that happen with John. Like I admire that you're working. This is hard. why he's jacked now. Right. Yeah. Th- yeah this right. is why. <laughs> Literally, his curls. Like, All right. Do you think he's actually doing those? I mean, I was like, this is a lot of bicep curls. It's like, a lot of bicep curls. That's not a small weight. Like, <laughs> a, Andy Lawrence requested that be put in so that he can maintain shape throughout yeah. the film. <laughs> it's like, gotta get my veins popping. Guys, it's gotta be vascular. He's like, do you know who my older brother is? I gotta live up to Joe. I've Lawrence. got two Lawrence brothers that I've gotta live up to. So, so we have this really sort of be the foundation for this becoming burgeoning friendship between John and uh, John and Jace. It expresses itself in a really interesting way almost immediately because we have Luke also known as collarbone broken boy who wants to get back into his starting spot in the lineup and is, is still very much in the old way of thinking of like, this is a charity case. We've got somebody who is handicapped in a role. I, I should have this spot on the wrestling team. He goes to the coach. Coach is like, no, you might re-injure yourself. It's only been a couple of months. This is a break that takes a long time to heal. I don't want you to get injured. Maybe you come back as a senior and compete. We even have a confrontation between Luke and Jace where, where Luke slams Jace against the locker. And while he doesn't do it in the moment because, you know, Jace can handle himself, John goes like, dude, why did you do that? Like, but I felt the same way about John right here as I did about the coach at the beginning where like John does say like, Hey, he is winning, blah, blah, blah. But also like you can tell your friend not to be an asshole. And Luke says, are you, you're standing up for him now? And John's like, I don't need to stand up for him. He can stand up for himself. Yeah. Like he's winning. He's kicking ass. Like I don't need to stand up for him. He's very capable. I kind of like that, that he's, I agree with you that it's good for him to like admonish it, but I like that he acknowledges like he doesn't need me. Yeah. It's, it does a really good job of bringing us back to where we were at the start of the movie with the friend groups who treated Jace as like, just as a regular human. Just Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you're a friend. There is nothing other about you. And this is John sort of making those steps and overtly saying, like, I don't need to do it. Yeah. I will. I, I want to jump back for just a moment because early on in this John uh, Jace budding thing, there's a funny exchange that made me laugh, which is when he was spotting John spotting Jace doing a bench and they have this like who's on first. So like, uh, yeah, he's like, very good. What did I do? No, say very good in Spanish. And then he says it and he's like, excellent. And then John says, he's like, I didn't want excellent. you to say it in Spanish. I was saying you said very good. Excellent. Like, and, and like, it was just this funny, like back and forth exchange where they're both lost in translation. I thought it was good. Like clever writing of the like mentorship moment. That was, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, that was good. 
sort of getting back to the Luke, we have drama that's obviously going to have to play out with this, right? We have Jace kind of walk in to coach and shout, even though he doesn't need to because coach is right there. Like, I want to have a, a, a wrestle off to prove to Luke that I can have his spot. I want to do it. And, and the coach is like, no. <laughs> you have, but I like what the coach says. The coach says, like, if you think you're here, if you want to have a chip on your shoulder and you want to sit here and think that you only got this spot because Luke got injured, that's feel free. But I don't see it that way. I see that you've worked your tail off. I see a kid standing in front of me that's worked hard and deserves what he's got. So, like, we don't need to have a wrestle off. Mm-hmm. And I liked that the coach pointed that out because it's once again pointing out that Jace has this chip on his shoulder. He feels these certain ways and the coach doesn't see it like that. And we get Mary Beth who has heard from her dad and is like, I don't like that you mistrusted my dad's character in that way that you would jump to like, he's only got you on the team as uh, some kind of like, Backup pity, yeah, yeah like, a pity, like a pity case. Yeah. I, I don't want to call it charity. I think like pity or something like because he thinks it's the right thing to do, whatever. Mm. But not because he earned it. I like that Mary Beth is like, no, you. I don't like that you mistrusted my dad's intentions in that way. Mm. He's only looked out for the team and the best thing for everybody, and he's been there to support you. Like you were so quick to judge. Yeah, Mary Beth says a line. You know what? You can do whatever you want, but da 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 da. And Jace hauls off and kisses her. He it's, does. It's cute. It's cute. It, it was, it felt there. They do these moments where I'm like, that feels like a, what a teenager would do. It is a very teenager moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that he immediately is like, I'm sorry if I shouldn't have done that. I'll never do it again. Like yeah. it, it's like that moment of maybe I shouldn't have, I fucked up kind of realization. Yeah. She's yeah. like, just shut She's up. She's like, no, I liked it. <laughs> She's like, be quiet. <laughs> just shush, shush your face. And then we get to something that needed to be resolved, which is the relationship between fly and Jace, because as Jace has improved in wrestling, we've seen less and less of fly. And what we have seen of fly is he's sort of on the outskirts looking in feeling other. Now fly isn't feeling excluded. And Jace is playing basketball again, fly bikes by and Jace confronts him. And he's like, listen, you're going to have to do a lot more. If you want to avoid me, we need to talk about this. Fly does not want to, kind of shuts down. And I, again, I want to give this movie its flowers for this moment because we have the wrestling team drive by in this moment. And they're like, Jace, come on, we got a party to go to. Come on in. And Jace is like, all right, guys, I'm going to come. And Fly's like, all right, I guess I'll see you later. And then I, in this moment, I, I actually wrote down, I was like, wow, what a tool thing to do. Like you've done such a good job of like wanting to have a conversation with your friend, the first person who like accepted you in this space and you're going to bail. And it was a bait and switch because we see fly working on his bike and Jace walks up. He's like, listen, I told him that I wasn't going to make this party. We need to talk about this. I don't like this moment. I just gotta be honest. Like I, I don't I, I think that they've ended up in a situation where they need something to do with fly and they're over complicating his whole role in this movie. Like after him being the leveling factor of being on the team at the same time, I don't see any value in him continuing as like, he doesn't continue to contribute to this story. I think I see Jace like, the I guess I see the value of him like choosing the real friend over the jocks, but like 
the jocks are now being friends with Jace and like John is supporting him and is being a good friend to him. And they've not been a dick to fly. They like, we've seen them be like, Hey man, you want to come like hang out and, and fly is self-selecting out. And then I don't know why you would present this conflict and immediately have it resolved. Like, I don't, it just felt too fast. Like I was open to the idea of him being a dick because then you have a moment of change, but it seemed like they put this scene in just for him to immediately fix. I didn't understand any reason for the scene to be here. I thought it was a waste of time. I would have liked, I like that Jace then teaches fly how to be good at wrestling I thought that was kind of he's like, oh, let's dance. And they have this cute like moment where he he and Fly are dancing the way that he and Mary Beth had originally. And there's some, you know, there's a funny scene. It's a cute scene of friendship. But I almost wish that we had eliminated the conflict and that the conflict had been that like Fly's just not doing well. And so Jace wants to help his friend out. Like, I think that serves the purpose just as well, because I do eventually Fly does start doing well and start winning. And I think it's important for fly to do well. Cause he also has never done sports or succeeded at sports. And I think it's nice that he also gets to like yeah. win in the end a few times, but I don't know that we needed a conflict to get there. I think Jace could have just been like, Hey man, or like Jace could have been like, come work out with me and John later tonight. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you could have done it differently. I think just as the movie goes on, like I said, they wrote themselves into a corner because this is going to come back. I, there's a later part in this film where, again, I think Fly's inclusion is not important. And I think that Fly was a character that to halfway in the movie had a lot of value. And now they're sort of like, we've established this character. He's important. We don't know what to do with him. They could have just overcomplicated. They could have just not had someone in his weight class. As, sure. as we just learned. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it's I, I I'm I'm empathetic because I think he had an important part to play early. And now I think like the movie doesn't need him. Yeah, I think the reason that I I enjoyed it, I because I did enjoy it, is because I've lived that scene. Like sure. I, I've like so I I saw a, a lot of like my lived experience in it. But I understand like from the storytelling perspective, it feels feels like well, what do we do now? But again, like my my bias because it is a bias comes to me like yeah, I've lived that. I've had somebody bail on me. Like I've I've been in fly shoes and that just feels shitty and it would have been nice to have that not happen. Sure. I mean I've I've absolutely had friends bail on me and like been in that scenario that feels like fly. I just think it doesn't contribute positively to the movie. I think it was an interesting choice to keep him around now. It makes <laughs> It makes the end of the movie interesting, and we'll get I, to that. I, I have a big moment yeah. that I have an issue with it yeah. later. Well, we'll sure. get there, because I also, like, I have thoughts about the ending. Um, but we now have, like, them, they're coming together, they're having this moment, and it all comes down to the weigh-ins, which, yo, there was a, somebody who, just a little backstory, there was somebody when I was in middle school, I'm trying to remember what grade, seventh or eighth grade, who I knew who was a wrestler, and this way in felt real to me and how it played out where John is now overweight. He needs to make weight. He has to lose like six pounds in a week. And there was a kid that I knew when I was in middle school, who was a wrestler who had to make weight to get into his next weight class. And I saw him do the same stuff that John did. And I was like, I thought it was unhealthy. Then I think it's unhealthy. Now I can understand and respect dedication. Those are two different things. I respect the hell out of your dedication, but wow, was that unhealthy? Um, because I, wa- I literally watched this kid waste away whenever he had to make way in for competition. Yeah. And it, it was portrayed real. 
Like, sure. What? Like, it, other than the fact that I watched this kid like put on layers of trash bags and then go run I used four to miles. Watch kids run mm-hmm. at the trash bags on at school. It's uh, that was just like wow. That's that's wild. It is giving the Full House episode where DJ Tanner wants to lose weight for the pool party. So when she and all the Tanners go to the gym, she won't eat and she rides the exercise bike so much that she passes out. And that mm-hmm. is what I thought about. While this is all happening, Luke is still a dick. And it ultimately comes to a wrestle-off. Like, wait, you knew this drama wait, wasn't no, going to go wait, anywhere. Wait, no. We have to talk about the scene. There is a montage scene with Jason Mary Beth, and it's paired against... Oh. <laughs> John yeah, working out and trying to lose crazy. weight. It was pretty And <laughs> it's like their cute couple moments versus John like biking and sweating and like uh why is that scene in the movie? No, wait, I thought it was so cute when he helps <laughs> why? Her, when he helps her drum. Well, I thought that was fine, but it was so weird. Why are we from, comparing why are they they pair, why are yeah. we comparing it? I love that he helps her learn to drum because she's taught him something was, and now he's searching. I love that. But when it would cut from them drumming to John on the fucking bike, I was like, what is happening? I didn't like, know why it was paired. I just didn't know what like what like, message is happening. I don't, I don't get why they were paired either. It was a weird choice but i thought i have never i have blatantly said on this podcast that i as a child had a crush on joey lawrence at some point had a crush on matthew lawrence i've never gotten any like a a reaction from andy lawrence but i thought he was so cute in this but this was a cute teen romance scene where she's trying to drum and i actually thought she did pretty good and he's like you did terrible i don't know anything about drumming but it sounded okay she did terrible he's like do you want me to teach you and he comes behind her it's like and he he's like okay you do the thing with your foot and then he takes her hands and he's helping her drum and i was like that's cute. It is cute. Like, it was and, a very cute scene. And it then was just unhinged. We cut away <laughs> to and then you cut the away jump to John rope. in the jump roping in a trash bag. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what was happening. But like it was. So, it wasn't like the similar themes. It was like, what are we doing here? Like, like what? What? <laughs> because it's like, I, I'm just so flummoxed. Unless by that. it was like they're both going for the same meat, and like one of them is being able to have fun with. Maybe, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm stretching. I mean, maybe I, there's a movie, and it's. It, I don't remember it, but I can re- see the scene where, like, it. I'm not saying. I've seen movies where, like, it cuts between like somebody, some scene, people doing something sexy, and on the other scene, it's something violent, and it cuts between the two because it's supposed sure. to display yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like the opposite ends of the, the opposite end of the spectrum but like your heart's racing for two different yeah, ways yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm like is that the point like john's heart is racing because he's on the exercise bike <laughs> and yeah. jason's oh, heart wow. is racing because he's like how, flirting how with the, yeah, yeah he's touching his girlfriend's hands like yeah, i don't know i did by the way can we talk about the moment when uh mary beth is leaving and jace goes in for a kiss and mary beth's like i wouldn't do that and he know. goes he was like why and he goes she goes well are you more worried about your coach or my dad being angry? And he's like, aren't they the same person? And she goes, right. And just like gives him a little like kiss in the hand on the cheek and walks. And I was like, yeah, that's real. Yeah, Cause her dad's <laughs> yeah. in the car waiting watching, to pick her yeah. up. Yeah. Watching. Uh, I just really, sorry. I don't, we don't need, I like this. Ro- this is like my favorite romance. It's a good, they did a good I job. think it's, it's super romance. cute. It feels realistic for teenagers. Like yeah. it feels, they did a really you know, good they job. Do a good job communicating. And yeah. I just, I liked their relationship. And this all leads, again, we knew Luke drama was going to go somewhere. It ultimately comes down to a wrestle-off between Luke and Jace. 
where Jace wins by using the move that John has taught him. And I laughed out loud when after he <laughs> delivers it, it cuts to John still on the fucking bike. And he goes, I taught him that. I, yeah, I he's like outside out the octagon, yeah, just like looking in on his bike in a hoodie. Still fucking, I've only, only eaten broccoli for three days. Like uh, I laughed out loud. I thought it was uh, such a funny cut. When I tell you, so I, let's pause there for a moment because there's something that happens immediately afterwards. But when we, John quote, teaching Jace that move is just him hurling Jace to the ground over and over and over again. I'm like, how the fuck is that teaching? You know You're what? just destroying this he, kid's back. He clearly learned it though. And I love that not only does he win, he fucking crushes. He crushes. There's no question yeah, who's better. Not only does he crush Luke, he crushes Luke at the detriment of his own health because he knocks his shoulder out of its socket. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's ever happened to either of you, but that shit hurts mm. so bad. Okay. I have some questions. Yeah. The coach pops it back in. Correct. Is there not an athletic trainer to do that? Probably not in a high school gym. Not. No, I've, I've been to many high schools. No. Molly, <laughs> I'm here to tell you they did your private school where you had an athletic trainer. That's not normal in a public school. I'm just going to fill in the gap here as you look at me with those eyes and you're like, what do you mean? There's no athletic trainer at your school for your athletics in a public school. We don't have that. Uh, it's it's really nice that they fund an ed- a small education budget for your coaches that are also teachers that uh, that they can go and learn certain techniques that might help you when you are injured. Yeah. So when the coach just <laughs> on the scene pops it back in, yeah. Or maybe you dislocate a finger, yeah. Perhaps and that might have happened. Yeah, to me just, before. I'll just fill in the gap for you, Moss. No, we didn't have athletic trainers in our public schools. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> well, you also didn't go to a public school, so. <laughs> well, no, but she did. Is the point? Yeah, no, no, I understand. <laughs> you had multiple. For what? <laughs> All the sports. Are you? F- they nope. couldn't cover They didn't multiples. each get their, I mean, they, each team didn't have their, but there were multiple athletic trainers. And there was a whole, they had a whole room with like an ice, you know, like in Ted Lasso, when they go sit in the tub of ice, we had that. You mean and like, the professional soccer team? You had a, you had a setup like a professional football team I just in want your some, private school? I just wonder if you hear those words. <laughs> I, okay, I understand that the setup is probably unique, but I, I am truly flabbergasted at the fact that the coach who probably also taught math is also the one responsible to pop your fucking shoulder back into your body. Welcome to public school There it is, yeah. That is scary. <laughs> I just get like, what if you hurt the kid? Like, ser- seriously, like, what if you hurt them? Then, then, then you call you a doctor. Like, do if you you're get sued? About that, then you go to no. a doctor. No. Why don't you get sued? Because because there's school protection. There's also like waivers I mean, that maybe, you sign. But like the but like yeah, the kids signed a waiver. The, the parents coach signed a waiver protected. for the kid. Yeah. yeah, it's like they may, but like he's protected. If anything, the the district takes the hit, not the coach. Yeah. And See, there are bad ways to pop a shoulder in. Like if you pop a yeah, ligament that's what I'm in saying. the side, it, just, oh, it yeah. feels Ooh, like hurts. you're rolling the dice on like literal child's body like i don't want fucking gilderoy lockhart fixing my arm i want madam Pomfrey. and i i understand that you're used to a higher standard of service mm, mm. in the country yeah we just grin and bear it yep hey rub some dirt on it that's right I'm, i got hurt a lot yeah I and you had, had an athletic trainer it's good, it's good you had, yeah, it's good you had that trainer at your service there <sighs> okay well that's a fun segment where molly learns things about public education <laughs> 
<laughs> this one, time, athletic trainers is the topic. Normally, I know when I'm saying crazy things, but this one is this one is surprising. Uh huh. Anyway, the coach pops his shoulder back in. Mm-hmm. It does not feel good. I did think it was cute the way that the coach did it. He was like, "All right, this is gonna hurt." And Jay's like, "No way, it hurts more than it does right now." Fun fact: it does. And they he just pops it back in. But before he does it, he says, "Oh, hey, Mary Beth." Which um, distracts him. Which distracts yeah. him. He's like, I have to, I have to, and it pops back in. And he's because he thinks Mary Beth is there. He's not showing how. I mean, he still shows how bad it hurts, but he's not yeah. maybe doing it as badly as he would. Uh, I thought that was a very like wait, cool move, coach. Cool move. I don't know how I feel about this moment. I've got some thoughts. We have a moment between Jace and John as they're about to go to this final meet, where John made weight. He's he's dropped four pounds in like a week, uh, and. John is obviously feeling the effects of being dehydrated, very likely malnourished, very likely not having slept, exhausted because of physical exertion. He's he's hangry. He's a hangry boy. And Jace is like, hey, man, are you good? And John is like, yeah, I'm good. I've got to be good. This is all I've got. I don't have music like you do. I don't have like all the things you have. This is me. I've got to do. He doesn't say that calmly. Yeah, no, he's he's he's, he's, he lashes out. He's angry. I wish. And I, I think it's a, I think I thought it was a valuable scene. I just wish we would have like lingered on Jace's response. Maybe I, I, I don't know what I, I wanted something more from that than just like the lash out and the cut. I don't need John to tell me that he doesn't have anything but wrestling. I don't think. Uh, if we're not going to talk, if we're not going to spend more time on it, then why have it? I don't need the whole ending of this. The, the whole way this ending is set up in the movie. I think I, I, I like a lot of things about this movie. I think that, the setup of getting Jace to wrestle T-Rex is bungled at the end of this film in a big way. And this is where I want to come back to like a problem I have with fly. We've established Jace has talked to Mary Beth of like his relationship with, with wrestling and like, and getting to state. And he says to Mary Beth, well, we're not even going to make state if John can't make weight and beat T-Rex at this meet. Then none of it's going to even matter. And so then they, John makes weight. They go to the match and he loses to T-Rex and then fly wrestles and gets them into state. And I'm like, so then why did the weight matter at all? Like if we could still make state without john winning then why did the weight matter like maybe you assume fly is gonna lose but like the stakes the stated stakes are john has to make weight and beat t-rex or we don't have a shot at state and then john makes weight loses and they still get to make a shot at state i think he needed to add unless fly wins which will never happen sure or just talk about the main stakes for john he wants to beat T-Rex. It's a personal rivalry. Like, it's not even about state to John. John just wants to beat T-Rex. That's all. Like, if you're going... Eliminate the comp- that aspect at all. It's like, I really want John to beat his rival. Just say that. Just say that. Because that's what you seeded earlier in the movie. You seeded that in the first interaction that John had with T-Rex when they had their first match. Yeah, the this whole this whole setup is so weird and overcomplicated to me that they set up the stakes that John has to win this match or they can't move on. That's why he has to make weight and then he makes weight, but he's miserable. He loses the match and they get to move on anyway. And I'm like, this is a mess. The whole thing's a mess. Like, I just 
it's overcomplicated. Ultimately, they want Jace to wrestle T-Rex. Like, that's where we're going because obviously he's the big antagonist wrestler. And so you have to have your lead wrestle against T-Rex because you can't have John, which I also don't understand. Like, the rivalry is John and T-Rex and you could have them wrestle and have Jace have a good finale. Like, I don't need Jace to wrestle. T the whole fucking ending is a mess of this movie. It got super muddy at the end. I was like, I... They went so <clears throat> out of their way to make the finale of this film Jace wrestling T-Rex and I don't need Jace to wrestle T-Rex. Like, it's not important to me that Jace wrestle the guy with the rivalry against John. We've already established John as a character we should care about because he's invested in jace like i don't it's this film. It, it just it the the ending i didn't feel it had any weight because even jace is like well shit like it's not like he he's excited it's not like he and what actually chapped me the most about it and we're gonna get into it i'm gonna jump ahead a little bit what actually chapped me the most about it all those things you said max all those things you said is they put Jace, our main character, in the position to play to not lose. Oh, yeah. I and, know. And I'm like, no. I want my MC to play to win. I want him to play. He's worked so fucking hard. His arc has been hard work, triumph, learning behind a learning curve, trying to be treated not as other. And then you're going to put him in a situation where he has to play to not lose. But it's not even a it's not even a like Rocky scenario where he lost, but he actually won. Right. It's not even that. It's like because in the in Rocky, you're you're cheering for him to win. And ultimately he loses, but he was in there. He fought with the champion. Nobody expected him to be able to compete. And so the fact that he made it that far into the fight and the fact that he's still standing here is the moral victory. And even though he lost, he won. No, Jace's stakes from the beginning are just don't get pinned and we win the match. Right. It's ridiculous. And it also pisses me off because it actually belittle it. it we belittle the relationship that everybody else who has ever mentored Jace has had because the messaging that we've had from Mr. Wyatt. So thus far has been like, you're up, like, this is your life. Live it. This is who you are. Go excel despite everything, because this is who you are. This is how it's always going to be mm -hmm. excel. And now that message comes after a beautiful jazz session. His message to Jace is pin your fear. Like it's your opponent which would have so much more impact if they don't undermine it. And they're like, all right, just don't get pinned yourself. And I get they don't want to undermine T-Rex. as Like, if there was going to be a sequel to this movie and you're trying to establish T-Rex as the champion for Jace to then go on and beat, like, I understand why you want T-Rex to win against Jace, but T-Rex could wrestle John. Like, I don't... I, T-Rex does need to wrestle John, I think. I also wanted John to be more hurt by the fact that he was doing something horrible to his body because yeah. I think the, I think as someone who had an eating disorder in high school, it's like, and a lot of people do, and it's mostly talked about for women. It's not very often that we talk about this sort of thing for guys. Mm -hmm. This kid is doing something horrible to his body. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's good that the coach goes this, these crash diets aren't good for your body but it's not good for anyone's body. Like I, mm -hmm. I wanted something worse to happen to John. I wanted him to pass out cause he hadn't eaten enough or I wanted like more consequence to come 
not just by losing at the wrestling match, but because he was doing something really bad to his body and there to be some lesson in there. But I think that gets like lost in it. And that's, that's a whole big part of it. Like that's a whole part of the last act of this movie is John on the fucking bike all the time. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I wanted, but I wanted that to be more impactful than it was. And they could have used that as leverage to get us to the next thing instead of doing this whole. Yeah. Because as you said, Max, we care about John now. We care about him. Yeah, he's he's been here since the beginning. He invested in Jace. We've seen him be a good person. I, I'm happy to see him succeed. I'm not thrilled about watching Fly just go out and win. He I just would, starts winning every match. He just wins. I would rather... Well, it's not plot wins, right? Like, he has to. It would be better if they make it to the finals. John beats T-Rex, and then it all comes down to Jace for the win. I would love it. Wrestling. Significantly better ending. Literally anyone. Joe Schmo. Doesn't matter. I don't care. But it's like, we we then get that little victory of John winning, and it's like, oh, John won, so now we only need one more person to win, and we win the whole thing. Yeah. And that person is Jace. And I need Fly to lose. Somebody has to lose. Like, Fly can be the guy that can lose, right? Not everybody can win, and... That's what puts Jace in the position that he has to win. Right. Right. Like somebody has to lose and, and fly is in the position and that would give him more value as a character to be the kid that like we were cheering for him, but he came up short and maybe you could have some kind of dirty fucking shit that makes him lose or whatever. But like, but the life lesson could be. But you know what? I did it. I've never been on a sports team before. I did, 100%. Like, I did Fly it. Fly could lose and have the moral victory. Fly could be rocky. 100%. Not only that, but let's say Fly loses. And then he's, he's like, he has that moral victory. And then he gets the friendship victory. Like, but I'm still going to cheer on my friend. Like, he, we, we can have a nice resolution to a character that, again, I would agree, like, and why is he still here? Some that fun, could be why. There's some fun banter between Fly and Jace later. Like, yeah, wrestling isn't for me. I'm glad I did it. But from now on, let's just shoot hoops or let's yeah. just play music together. Right. Or because of the way, and I don't totally understand it, but because of the way wrestling works, Fly could lose but not get pinned, which leaves Jace in the position to win the whole thing. Like, right. if Fly had gotten pinned, best case scenario, Jace ties. But because Fly yeah, yeah, yeah. loses but doesn't get pinned, Jace can win by one point. And so Fly's contribution, even though he lost, still opens the door for a team victory and Jace can bring it home, right? Like, there's so many he, better he ways. Bats. I'm going to do a sports analogy that may not really make sense. Oh, I'm ready for it. Let's and go. And he gets thrown at it first, but he got the second base guy to third base, 100%. who's now in scoring 100%, distance. Right? Hmm, yeah, well, great, great. Thank that was you. Good yeah, that was thank good. you. But instead, here's what happens. <laughs> Listener, That the ending that we've just discussed would be a better ending. But we're going to Any about- one of those endings. Yeah. I think we talked about four. Yeah. yeah take bits and pieces. Yeah. 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 Frank and ending your ending. What instead happens is this. J- uh, John is now competing at a higher weight class where he wins, then runs and kisses a random cheerleader. I hope it's his girlfriend. That was a weird inclusion there. Yeah. Just runs and just lays a, lays a wet one I, on a cheerleader. I want to say, I think we glazed over it. We don't have to linger on it, but he, the Wayne Brady conversation is... It's good. It's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yeah. great here. I just... Yeah. I like that he says, like, every every kid is afraid. That's not a you thing. Every kid is... Like, oh, we're all afraid. And that was very impactful. Again. It, God, I just wanted. More I just Wayne wanted Brady. more Wayne Brady. I just wanted this more scene Wayne Brady. too. I just was like, damn, he was so good in this yeah, movie. I so want charming. more. Ugh. 
John wins, runs, kisses somebody. Fly wins. Cool. Suddenly get resting. Luke loses. Luke. They have that guy that's been an asshole. He, he loses. Luke like loses. That. I'm he, glad he, he lost. He deserves it. Pro Luke lost. Luke is the real villain. Hashtag no justice for Luke. And then, okay, this is what's so... Oh God, I'm going to get mad about it, but I'm going to really try not to. They put the MC in the position to just not lose. Not, not win. They put him in the position to not lose. And that it's, it's not only enforced by the coach, like, hey, just go out there and get pinned. It's, it's also enforced by like, the announcers who are like, no pin, no win. And I'm like, this is so shitty. It puts, we just watch for the next 10 minutes Jace escape getting his ass handed to him. 100%. And that's, it feels like it's not going to be a fair fight from the get go. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And they've established T-Rex is that like that is, that's the stakes is like, he's really, he's way better than you, but this feels like a match that should have happened two thirds into the movie. Uh Uh-huh. Where Jace ends up going against T-Rex. It's the insurmountable odds and he gets his ass handed to him. This feels like a two thirds into the film and you're going into your arc where he's going to then beat him for the win like the karate kid arc right 100 that, that's that it mirror that storyline karate right karate yes jace is a slippery boy uh does not like a get seal uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh what a I mean, seal would be slippery slippery boy i don't, I don't, I don't boy. know i think I if like you had to boy. i think if you had to wrestle a seal it would be slippery it would be hard it would be I hard agree. Uh, also, they're really strong. Mm, yeah, cool, uh, neat. Jace is a slipper boy, and uh, ultimately avoids getting pinned. I, there's one detail that I want to talk about that I really liked from the cheerleaders in this moment for um, for the Huskies, which is Jace's team. Listener, uh, instead of instead of, um, and again, I thought it was a weird inclusion. Now that I sit here and think about it, they don't clap; they pound the floor. Which would make more sense if Jace was deaf. <laughs> He's not. He's they not. Do that at, they did that. I don't think that when we was that I didn't special. See anything. I, I didn't. I think anything. cheerleaders do that sometimes. Oh, they had clapped for every other person. I did like that Mary Beth brings the band, or mm-hmm. not, she's with the band, and mm-hmm. she starts a beat on the drum I so that like he that. can like. But they play his fight song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because earlier, when he's training with Luke, he turns on a, a song on his recorder, and Luke's like, "Who's that?" And he goes, "Oh, it's me. I'm working on a fight song," and. Then the band plays his fight song. And it's cute that Mary Beth is playing the drum because he taught her how to play the drum. That was was a really cool full full circle moment. That was a good moment because I thought to myself when he was like getting amped up for T-Rex, I was like, where's the fight song? Like that's Mm. the clear come around. And then it was going into the third period, the final, the final moments of the movie. Mary Beth plays the fight song, gets him amped. Uh, Ultimately, Jace does not get pinned. There is a nice, I guess, moment between T-Rex and Jace. Where I, I like that T-Rex was nice. Yeah, I liked it too. T-Rex takes the win, but ultimately like holds up Jace's hand as well. And there's like, hey, when we meet in state, those moves aren't going to work. Wait, T-Rex won? Yeah, T-Rex won. Oh, and my, I really thought Jace won. No, no, no. no Individual no, no. lost team win. Yeah. He, oh, okay. That's Jace, what... Jace lost the match, but the team won the, the whole competition. That's where I was confused. Yeah. But I did, yeah, I like that T-Rex was like nice to him. It was just like, yeah. it's not going to work next time. Like, you know, I'll see it stayed counting on it. Like, yeah. you know, they have a nice 
rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you guys want Jace <clears throat> to win? Yeah, I wanted Jace to win. I wanted Jace to not be wrestling T-Rex. I, I just don't like the yeah. ending of this movie at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm making a just a general statement of regardless of who Jace wrestles. Again, I agree. I don't want it to be T-Rex. Regardless of who Jace did wrestle, I would have preferred an ending where he won. I just think that that, to me, is a better story. And uh, winning with stakes, preferably. We have the celebration moment with the team. They have taken this qualifier for state. And then, again, mid-celebration, the reporter returns and is like, Hey, do you want to do that story now? Do you feel like you've accomplished enough? And Jace is like, sure, I guess. But maybe we should talk to him. Then, then the reporter's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll profile your teammates I to like get a full part. story. I like this part, too. And the teammates are like, they, they all, to a T, are like, I didn't even know he was blind, which is, a again, a good full circle moment. Starts with going, John. Of going, yeah, starts with John, of going back to the beginning of the movie where people didn't see Jace as a blind person. They just saw him as a person. And they are now going back to that at the end and overtly stating it like, yeah, I yeah news, maybe you should get your facts straight. News to me. And they can tell Jace doesn't want to do this. And mm-hmm. he's their teammate and their friend. And th- they know he doesn't want to be interviewed by this guy. So they sabotage the interview yeah. in like a nice way. It's also kind of a callback to a Wayne Brady moment where uh, Jace says something about him being one. He goes, I'm blind. How am I going to get home? <laughs> that was <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> there, oh, there's a, and before we wrap, there was actually one line that I really, really liked that um, because as you both mentioned, J- Jace didn't want to be uh, interviewed. And when it's, it's during that final moment between Mr. Wyatt and Jace in that mental moment. And Jay, uh, Mr. Wyatt sort of like says like, how, how are you feeling? And then Jace frames it. He's like, I don't like when people talk about how brave and courageous I am for doing something that sighted people do every day. Mm. And I was like, damn, great line. Great writing in that moment. Love that. Yeah. Uh, and that I think feeds into what both of you were saying was like, Jace doesn't want to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. I do think he deserves the W at the end of this. Yeah. It's not Eddie's million dollar cook off where he just like justice for Bridget. They show him putting in the work the whole time. Yeah. I'm okay to answer your question, Molly, as far as like, does he need the W? I'm okay with him losing. I, 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 I think that depending on the writing, there's a world where the ending of this, this movie is he loses, team wins, and it's so good because there is an argument for he came in with such a chip on his shoulder and part of his learning has been to play with the team and that he can lose, but the team can succeed. I'm okay with that. I think my issue with him losing in this way is the stakes from the beginning of just don't get pinned. It's fine if you lose. It removes some of the like losing but getting the moral victory yeah. because in those cases where the main character can lose but they still win, losing was never on the table. Like yeah. it was never like just make it to round five. Yeah. And that'll be good enough. It was like, no, you need to fight as hard as you fucking can. And like you are watching every moment hoping they pull it out and then they don't and it's heartbreaking but you know the blood sweat and tears went into it and the fact that they were in the fight is what's so amazing about it and so you walk away being like god damn but they showed up right mm-hmm. like the fact that he gets to go into the match being like you can lose just don't get pent like that's what takes the wind from the sails right and so i'm okay with him losing um, it just needs to be established differently. And I think that they forced the loss because they had established T-Rex. I, I just thought the writing was so bad at the end. It, 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 God, it, it 
threw a stain on what was otherwise an incredible movie up until this point. And for a DCOM, an incredible DCOM up yeah, until I this agree. point. And that's how the film ends. We go to the state championship. The team is all celebrating. We get a cute moment between Jace and Mary Beth, and they are now an item and dating and all cute. And then we fade to an incredible original song, which oh is God. just the rap. What a fucking banger. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. What a banger. Uh, and yeah, that ends going to the mat. So I've got to know. We've had a lot. There's a lot of good. There's. We did not stick the landing on this one uh but i'm curious as to what your ratings are alan oh i'll go first we're two professionals so (laughs) okay fine Mm. i give this movie i'll be honest up until we got to the ending it was probably going to be in the mid eights Mm. um until i I was thinking like an 8.5 or something and then we hit, hit the end and i just got so frustrated with how how they just like did jay sturdy with that ending I still, I don't want to, while that does knock the score down, it doesn't knock it down a crazy amount. I'm going to give it a 7.9. Overall, just, let's just set the ending aside for a moment. Very well done. Andy Lawrence did a great job acting throughout this film. I thought, I think the message was really, really good. I think how they portrayed Jace in this world and ecosystem, giving him the right mentors, how they treated him as a character, um, the relationships that he has with other characters throughout this movie for a DCOM, especially if I look at it through the Rolodex and lens of all the other DCOMs we've watched top tier. Mm-hmm. I mean, making my top, probably my top five that mm-hmm. we've seen thus far. So yeah, 7.9, it would have been higher. We just didn't stick the landing on the, on the ending. Um, I mean, goodness. Now that I think I might've been bumping up to an eight, but nope, I'm gonna keep it 7.9 professionals. Who's next? <laughs> Uh, flip a coin, but rock the <laughs> That's never gonna work. Um, I am going to give it an eight point one. I really liked it. I do agree the end was a little sloppy, but I don't think it cancels out how good Wayne Brady was and mm-hmm. how impactful I thought those conversations were. It. Um, I really liked Mary Beth. I thought she was an awesome character i really liked their romance i thought there was some good humor i actually laughed out loud because some of the jokes were clever i liked the friendships with john and fly for the most part i thought i thought there was a lot a lot of good and i think the message of this movie is really good and um i think that where a lot of decoms mess up by having 15 unrelated plots that they're trying to weave together this movie didn't have that. So I think I think there's a lot of good, but I think I think Wayne Brady and Mary Beth uh really hold down the fort as far as the score goes for me. Hmm. Max? I will shoot through the uprights and give it an eight. Yeah, I, I think that other than a real overcomplication at the end that uh of writing, ultimately I think they wrote themselves into a corner with just wanting him to wrist wrestle T-Rex, which was unnecessary. And they, they overcomplicated a lot. Um, there's this movie is probably the best example we've had of show. Don't tell. Um, and I say that with not the easiest subject matter. Mm. I think they handled show. Don't tell um, w- with Jace and needing to introduce concepts such as how would he play baseball or how would he play basketball? And they never needed exposition to get there. I thought that a lot of these characters are really strong. Uh, They probably had maybe one too many when I think about 
how they had needed to continue to make some of them relevant toward the end. But generally, I didn't think there was like somebody weak amongst it. And if anything, I just wanted more. Um, but I wouldn't have taken more Wayne Brady in like while getting rid of somebody. I just wanted more Wayne Brady. So um, lots of positive. Definitely one of the better decoms we've watched, uh, which is great because I had never seen this. And so it's nice to be surprised. So eight for me. Absolutely. Well, we've got a review here from IMDb. The title is very simple. I liked it. Nice. Wow. This was actually a pretty good movie. I wasn't looking forward to this when I first saw the trailer. I thought it'd just be some stupid movie, and after Pixel Perfect, I didn't have a lot of faith. <laughs> Did we read this? You know this? what? Hard saying. <laughs> I never liked sports movies, but this one kept my interest when I first saw it. Andrew Lawrence gives a realistic and praiseworthy performance. The rest of the cast is good as well, including Cleo Thomas, who sadly didn't get enough screen time as he deserved. But otherwise, I'd give this a 9 out of 10. Nothing's perfect. I mean... Who's Cleo Thomas? Uh, Cleo Thomas's fly. There you go. Nothing really unhinged. I will tell you that there is a... <laughs> there is a... There is one low rating on this. It's a 3 out of 10. Um... And I'm going to read the last paragraph of it okay. because I think this person is disgruntled for a very specific reason. Okay. That said, as I kept watching, I found that I just couldn't get myself to like Jace. He was such an obnoxious character that I couldn't help but feel guiltily satisfied whenever somebody told him off for being a jerk. On top of that, I happened to be from Utah and found the movie's portrayal <laughs> of the state to be a little bit rude. <laughs> believe it or not most people around here don't think it's really that funny to bully a blind kid about being blind although and this is in parentheses although they may although they might begin to feel annoyed about someone blind or not repeatedly insinuating that they're a bunch of hicks anyway i can see why a lot of people might enjoy this movie but it just wasn't my cup of tea that's funny that was good also do you guys know what the tagline for this movie is on the poster no what is it there's more to winning than meets the eye Oh my God! <laughs> I just looked at the poster. That's wild. That's wow. brave. Wow! Wow! Well, all right. That I mean, honestly, I'm so happy that we've had a good decom. We've had a stretch that have been pretty lackluster. That was a good one. Uh, all right, what do we got coming up next here? I think it's we're, Xenon. We're going back to the Z3, space Z3, baby. Let's go. This time with Raven. Raven makes a return. We're going to... Oh, we're recasting Nebula. We're recasting we Nebula, again. Nebula again. I hope they make a joke about it. I God, yeah, please same. do. Well, do you think she was just too busy doing... Uh, who knows what she was doing at that time? Oh, gosh. I hope she can redeem herself from Cheetah Girls because I'm same. still mad at her for that Hard movie. same. All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and give it a rating and review wherever you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. And if you'd like to join in the conversation about the pod, express your opinions to us. Join us on our Discord, the Mammoth Club Discord. But until next time, friends, we will see you next week for Z3. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.